Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This, 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 this is The Rich Eisen Show. He's down. Hunt, 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 hunt. They said he went out of bounds inside the one. It's up for the third time in this game. Washington gets a stop inside their own five. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I don't want anything to do with Carson. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. Today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Chargers head coach Brandon Staley, plus writer and comedian Sarah Tiana. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Oh, yes. What a special edition of the Rich Eisen show that we have in store for you here on a casual Friday. Yeah, I'm wearing a little short sleeve shirt. Del, uh, Del Tufo's back. We're we're, we're we're back. We're back as one back. one big happy family here oh. on a very busy Friday. Uh, where we have lots to talk about, and we'll talk about as much as we can without talking about last night's game. But we'll, you know, we got to do that at some point, and we will. Do we have to. Yeah, of course, we do. Of course, we do. It's a National Football League game on on Prime Video, which you can see right here on uh, on Roku, just like the Roku channel, just like this show. We say hello to the Roku channel that. audience and Channel Two Ten. Uh, as soon as we're done here, we re-air and re-air and re-air. You cannot avoid us. Uh, Sirius XM is how you can listen to us uh, on the on the on the satellite. Uh, with uh, Sirius being channel 218XM202992 on the app. Of course, we say hello to all of our terrestrial radio listeners. We love all of our affiliates, 50 strong and growing, uh, of the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, the Odyssey app listeners. We say hello to our podcast listeners as well. We can, we can, uh, we can keep on going on and on and on about how you can see us and watch us. Uh, and I love doing that because we're very proud of it. But let's get to let's get to some orders of business. Good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you? What up, Rich? You've got uh, what's more likely on this program, a regular Friday yeah. staple. We got what's more likely. You've we're got your sneaky good games. Three and one last week, sneaky good games. And uh, the mother of your child is coming in as an hey. studio guest. Hey. Okay. How about them apples? Is he going to act right today? Um, he acts right every day. What does that even do you? What is that yeah, about, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you, Mike Del Tufo. A nice two-day walkabout so, so you can do one game. That was great. Baylor yes. in uh, West Virginia. Glad you're back yes. on this program. <laughs> great game last night. Lots more touchdowns than Thursday night football. 83 points. It there was, you go. It was very, a lot of fun. There you go. Uh, TJ Jefferson, <laughs> how are you, sir? What's I mean, going on? Hey, you know, just thinking of our friends out there, and, you know, we're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that'll never, ever end. What is you know that? What I mean? Was that, is that from Sesame you, Street? What is that? Yeah, just, you know, saying what up to all our people. You know, what okay. I mean? and the fact that someone might be making a return at the WWE. Today. OK, very Ooh, good. Oh, oh. Very, very good. Shout out to Bray Wyatt. There you go. Terrific. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial throughout this entire program. 
Yeah, the Commanders and the Bears played a football game last night. We're going to hit that. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Media Group will be joining us in about 17 minutes' time. And I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything to it, but every single week that it goes on and on and on successfully for the Dallas Cowboys. And this weekend oh, is man. a huge football game. Sunday night football on NBC. Chris Collinsworth is going to slide right next to Mike Tirico, and they're going to start <laughs> calling Brock a big-time football game in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, right. Pennsylvania, site of the only remaining undefeated football team in the business, the 5-0 and Philadelphia Eagles, welcoming in a Cowboys team who we last saw on Sunday Night Football in Week 1 when Tampa Bay went in there and absolutely doused whatever embers of – Optimism might have been burning around the hearth of the Dallas Cowboys 2022 bad season. Three Beginner, bad four quarters, sir. No, first that was game bad. was dreadful. It was, as I said, coming on the program the day after, accusing the Cowboys of being the one word Jerry Jones never wants to hear associated with the Cowboys. Boring. Boring. Yeah. Boring. You, you did say that. They were boring. They couldn't move the football. They couldn't do anything right on the offensive end. And that was before Dak Prescott broke his thumb. And then in comes Cooper Rush. And then Cooper Rush is invited by Jerry Jones to create a quarterback controversy because his meaning, his subtext was, hey, put me in a tough spot. Why don't you? I would love to be in a tough spot. And then Cooper Rush said, say less. Four straight (laughs) wins. Four straight wins. Four straight wins. And I believe it's Dak's job. Doesn't matter how many wins in a row Cooper Rush is going to get. But of all people, to come on in and say, hey, maybe, just maybe, is none other than Troy Aikman, one of the best in the business at analyzing football on the spot. He and Buck doing Monday Night Football are just such a great listen. And, of course, he's got... Unique perspective of not only being a Hall of Fame quarterback, but a champion Hall of Fame quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, who once upon a time watched the backup take his gig for a time being. Here is Aikman on Thursday on 96.7 The Ticket on the Musers program on that station in the Metroplex. I went through this back in 91, and when Steve Berline came in and we won the last five games of the regular season, and then I was ready to play. And Jimmy stayed with Steve in the postseason, and you know I wasn't happy about it. And I don't think there was questions within the organization as far as who was who was the future uh, for the franchise. But those become hard questions. It, it's the only position it probably happens at. But if they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I could see where there is some pause, and you say, well, you know, how do how exactly do we handle this? And Dak is uh, the quarterback of this franchise. I love the guy, and, uh, and they're better with Dak at quarterback, but the team's playing good football right now. There you have it. Nice little nuanced gray area approach to this thing, which is, hey, Dak's the, the guy that everyone knows that, but I was once the guy, and everybody knew that too. And Jimmy Johnson stuck with Steve Berline. Yeah, the hot hand. And could that happen? Man, you want to talk about a subtext for a huge football game in the NFC East, toughest division in football. 
2022. Oh, you got to love it. Hey, Giants hey. four and one hosting the three and two Ravens this weekend. That's on the marquee. Later on, I'll give you my top five games of week six. I ask you this, gents. You must answer this as well. I will. TJ Jefferson. As you know, we deal in narratives. Certainly on this program. Certainly when it comes to the NFL media. I've called the National Football League the greatest narrative-generating machine we have in American sports. And it is true. Facts. I spit facts when I say that. What's a better narrative to come out of this game? <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's a better, better narrative to come out of this game? The Philadelphia Eagles go to 6-0. and yeah. uh, Hold on a minute. I don't like Go that. Go to 6-0. Yeah. Jalen Hurts puts it on the Cowboys, right. and he continues his ascendancy to potentially win votes, if not the entire shooting match for most valuable player in an NFL where it's the Bills world and we're just all rent payers right now, right? We'll see what happens between the Bills and the Chiefs before that game kicks off on Sunday night. Is that a better narrative coming out of the game, or is Cooper Rush being undefeated at 5-0? and And the Cowboys go home to take on the Lions and the Bears in back-to-back games before their bye week. As Dak is currently, according to his head coach, in regeneration mode. I don't even know what okay. that is. I mean, sounds cells are regenerating. Sounds sounds yeah. very science fiction. Like he's a what is that? he's in regeneration mode. I thought Terminator. we only said believe in science. He's a reptile. So oh, tail back. Better narrative coming out of this game, Chris Brockman. Better narrative. I mean, it's, it's Cooper Rush, man. Yeah. T.J. Jefferson. Better narrative coming out of this game. Do I even have to answer this? Yes, you. Uh, you already agreed you would. How about them Cowboys? That's a better narrative for you. Cooper yeah, Rush, Cooper five and zero. I told you, right? I told you. If what what did you football, tell me? Repeat we're it. winning football games. I don't care who's on the field. Doesn't care. I don't care. As long as we're winning football games, doesn't matter to me who's playing. So, what if Dak's sitting there and saying that you know, am I being left behind? Well, I, he, first of all, he's a grown man, and I think he'd be able to handle it. Really? Yeah. Good problem to have. It's right? a, what I told you about the Jimmy G situation, Trey Lance. Months ago, it is a better situation to be in having two quarterbacks. Everyone says this is not. Look at you, but, you know. Look at you. I'm just trying to be nuanced. I don't want all this cowboy fan hate, Rich. And I thought this is Dak's gig 100, percent and I'm, you know, wavering. Uh, I need to see what happens Sunday night. That's what makes <laughs> wow. Sunday night that big. But can I say one thing though? It sure does. It, Cooper Rush hasn't really been asked to go out and win a game yet, right? It's uh, mostly like they're, that's they're, not true. The game in uh, in New Jersey against the Giants. Okay, what well, I'm saying, he has four he touchdown w- passes. It's like his stats aren't jumping off the off the page. Or so you're saying you. down ten, let's go. Eagles put up tons of points. Let's go. Let's see what if you can. And, and if he does that, then you're like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, the defense beat the Rams. I mean, Cooper Rush had 102 yards last week. Cooper Rush is doing Pollard what he runs needs one to in. do, yeah. right? Yeah, but against the Giants, that was, a, was those were two scoring drives after the Giants took the lead late third quarter that were very impressive. And he started finding C.D. Lamb for the first time, and C.D. Lamb's gotten in the end zone a couple times now. I'm 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 open to the idea, and Stephen Jones said it really well this week that Cooper's doing everything right. It's terrific. Dak is a franchise player. One would think in the same way he expects the defense to get better mm-hmm. from here on out. 
the offense will get better, and Dak brings so much to the offense that that will only improve things from the current way of doing things. I'm telling you, I still believe the ultimate controversy comes when they do reinsert Dak and seeing what happens. That's where it happens, not not the subject matter here. Yeah, obviously, if we lose a couple games and Dak doesn't play well, then... You know, we'll see what happens. The voice. I can't wait for this game this weekend. I cannot wait for it. And then, Chris, you can deny it all you want, man. Bill Belichick has had multiple times this week to say Mac Jones is the starter, and he's like, I don't deal in hypotheticals. And he has let this thing linger, and he knows exactly what he's doing when he lets the thing linger. He knows exactly what he's doing. And how about this game? Bailey Zappi versus Jacoby Brissett. Two, two, and three teams going at it in Cleveland. That's a pretty damn big football game. The yeah. winner goes to three and three with a backup quarterback. And of course, the Cleveland Browns need to just hang around. That's all they need to do is they just need to linger <laughs> long enough for Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, just got a new lawsuit thrown on him just yesterday to return after an 11 game respite. And this is game six. They will officially be halfway through as long as Watson has done what he's supposed to do in searching within. So, Bailey's Chris, the number of times Belichick has been offered to just basically say, Max, the guy, similar to what he said multiple times in training camp. Okay? He hasn't done it. He's turned it down. He said it in training camp. But you're asking a guy who's never done something, and then you're complaining, hey, why haven't you done that thing that you've never done before? Because he didn't have to for 20 years. He hasn't done it since 2001. He might be taking his old 2001 playbook out and saying, how the hell can, why Why do we not, why are we assuming Bailey Zappi can't go on a Brady-esque like streak just because his last name is a Zappi? You know? Like, like Bill, Bill could have said it today. Hey, you know, he won't say if he's been medically cleared, but he says it could happen anytime. Well, Bill's I mean, just that's, pl- Bill's that's, just playing games. I don't know why you guys. But he's like, playing games with his own guy. We don't know what he's telling the guys. I'm so, just saying, so, so a guy who always plays with the media and plays games with the media, and now you're now you're mad that he won't give it to us straight. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just I'm saying you were very out. like quarterback controversy for Dallas, and now you're like you're downplaying because it. it's been one game. No, Cooper he, Rush has won four in a row. If Bailey Zappi wins four in a row, then we can start entertaining this. Listen. Chris, you should take pride in this. You were the one pounding the table saying, give Bailey Zappi a shot, yeah. right, Rich? So if it comes over out that Hoyer, he's the man. Matt Jones. Yeah, over Hoyer. Well, I'm just saying. Just be so Zappi And because together. I was right about Cooper Rush, so it's like, fine. He's had every chance to tamp it down. Yeah, but he's not going to do it. He's not going to give you what you want. Uh, I, what I, it's not what I want. It's what we assume his quarterback needs. Which is, a, which is a public way of like, saying, it's, hey, it's, unless, what do you think? You think he's like coaching Mac Jones that hard by saying, come on back and we'll see what it, what, no, what it looks or like? Or he's like, look, Mac, you're the guy, but we're just going to have some fun with the press. Shiny zappy mm. people holding. Nice. <laughs> you're going to have a Shiny zappy <laughs> people. Wow. Look at you. Is that REM? Yeah, that was. Frank Zappi. I'm just saying. TJJ on REM, everybody. Overrated band. New England, home for oh, Cleveland. And then, it. by the way, hey, folks. Hey, this, this is, doesn't, get any, uh, doesn't get any more compelling. Oh, yeah. He'll like that. He'll like In it with his team. In front of the whole team. country, Monday Night Football versus the Bears. That's next for the Patriots. How are the, Bear, how are the Bears going to score in that game? That's what I'm, it's a nice... <laughs> that's a nice 
zappy, peppy hey. opportunity. Oh, nice welcome back, Mac. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, throw it, a W out there. And Mac at the Jets. Zappy? At the Jets. Zappy at Zach. The Battle of the Z's. Mac's probably starting on Sunday. What are you guys talking about? Mac might never start again, Rich. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Oh, oh, oh. Look at you. Over hey, Rich, if it makes you zappy, if it makes you zappy, then it can't be that bad. All I'm saying is he was very like happy to start the Cowboys controversy, but you want no part of it when it comes to your team. That's what I find funny. Like because there isn't one with my team. Okay, I don't oh, think there is. Either. There's not one with my team either. Chris, there's not one with my team either. But you were very happy to get that. Your started. guys won four in a row, and he's about to beat the Eagles. I, your guys about to beat two Eagles, and one. Man, I can't man. wait to ask oh. Ian Rappaport about this. We got Brandon Staley on this program. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go for Here it with go. him. We're gonna go for it with him. Are you gonna ask about the parking spot? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, and then of course, and then of course, his <laughs> being second guessed by his Pro Bowl wide receiver in real time. Are you going to bring that up? Of course. Ooh. Okay. Speaking of Cleveland, that but, and, and speak and the Chargers are three and two though, and they've got a Monday night game against the Denver Broncos. That's pretty damn big week six finale. That's so right. I've got my top five games of week six. We've also got what's more likely T.J. Jefferson's fantasy advice from the pulpit. Yes, sir. Uh, sneaky good game. Sarah Tiana is coming hey, in studio in hour three on go. all in the family episode. Let's do it. Love to see it. Okay, that's an hour number three of this program. And there's you at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial. We'll take a break. Ian Rappaport joins us on the latest and everything going on. By the way, on the 10-year anniversary of him being hit by a football on live television. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. My colleague from the NFL Media Group joining me here, kind enough, on the 10-year anniversary of him being hit by a football on live television. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. It's happened, to, it's happened to the best of us, and that includes one of the best to do it uh, in the history of NFL Network. My colleague from the NFL Media Group, he is Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Ian? Happy anniversary. <laughs> Uh, thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, it has been, uh, you know, it's been a great celebration. I thought my, my wife buying me a cake uh, was something I honestly didn't expect, but it was appreciated. Uh, having it for breakfast was a little weird. But Did she really buy you a cake? Good. Did she really, did you buy a cake kind of to, uh, to, to celebrate? Yeah. No, we're not oh. crazy people, but that'd be pretty funny. If <laughs> <you did. laughs> it's happened to the best, man. It has happened to the best. God bless it. Well, I think I was, hey, there. was know, that there. That was actually one of my great moments because I got a lot of credit for keeping going while I was yeah. on TV. You're great. With the football. Um, many, many people, including like people on the Today Show and Good Morning America, and it was on all the talk, the late night talk shows, and everybody was talking about my professionalism, which was awesome because I had no earthly idea what I was doing on TV. <laughs> I just like memorized what I was what I was trying to say and just didn't want to forget my line. You know what? You you're. I remember when you first started out, Ian, and uh, look at you now. You're all grownsed up. You're grownsed up. You got multiple millions <laughs> and your Twitter following, and it's awesome. And your information's impeccable. And um, thank you for for calling in today. Um, listen. Um, well, thank you. Why? Why is Bill Belichick not taking every opportunity to just say Max the guy? Why? Why? why you, you know, you you're fluent in Belichick, so mm-hmm. help me out with this one. What do you think? Is there okay. anything there? So this is a two part thing. Yes. One is the uh, body of work that Bailey Zappi has put on the field is not over yet. So one thing about Bill Belichick is he does not judge anything until he's got the full body of work. Right. So. He doesn't do hypotheticals. He doesn't do, well, maybe if this happens and this, like, no. He's going to see everything he needs to see from Bailey's after, which I would imagine includes this week. Um, and he's going to make a decision based on that. The other thing is, you know, why would he? Like, I, I personally think Mac Jones is the future starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, and I think he is the starting quarterback for a very long time. But the guy playing for him has played well. And I don't think you have to worry about hurting Mac Jones's feelings. Like, he's very brash. He's very confident. He probably knows he's the starter. So there's no actual reason to say it because you might mess with Bailey Zappi before this start. And also, why would you? Like, there's no, there's no game except to get people to stop asking about it, which he has never cared about ever. I think it's the other thing is, you know, one great thing about Belichick is he judges – he does what a lot of coaches say they do, which is judge people not based on where they are drafted. So he always has an open mind. So, like, what if Bailey Zappi comes in and is Tom Brady? Like, that's always in his head. Hmm. So there is a chance. I mean, it's more than a dumb and dumber chance that Bailey Zappi performs well against Cleveland, and then there's a Monday night game against the Bears, who we know are a points challenge, um, and, and there's a shot that the Jets-Patriots game is the battle of the Z's, Zappy versus Zach, even if Mac is ready to go? Is that, a, is that I, you're I saying? I don't personally think so. Okay. But it's Bill Belichick. So, 
I mean, I would say, yeah, there is a chance. I mean, that's it's one of the reasons why I think he has won so many games is his his mind is open. Like, I'll give you just a quick example. Yeah. And I remember talking to him before a training camp, you know, I don't know, eight years ago, ten years ago, something. It was a long time ago. And I was asking him about where a certain veteran fit in. And he was like, look, I'm happy to talk. He's like, but I cannot answer that because I don't know about how he's going to come in, what he's going to look like, what kind of shape he's in, has he lost a step, how fast is he. I'm not going to judge anything until I see exactly what he is when he shows up, which was always instructive to me because he literally opens his mind to different evaluations at all times for every player. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. And to me, you know, Dak's going to get his gig back in Dallas. The question is when. Um, so let me leap out this conversation and start with the, your, your knowledge of Dak's thumb. He's in regeneration mode, which is an interesting way for Mike McCarthy to term it today. Um, what, what is the status of Dak's readiness to return? Uh, first of all, I'm also in regeneration mode. Um, I did the Peloton yesterday. It was a tough one. Taking today off, regenerating. I'll let you know how that goes. Well, I mean, Ian, it is, again, 10 years ago, you've been regenerating for 10 years since you were hit with that football. So yeah. you've been in that mode for a decade, and I'm impressed by it, Yeah, quite frankly. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I plan mm-hmm. tomorrow to do some regenerating myself. Okay, uh, Again. Um, anyway, uh, so Dak. So he has th- through yesterday, and it sounds like he did a little more than they anticipated, uh, which is great because he was able to do that. Okay. He is sore today, so he's not going to do anything. He will probably uh, – he might throw a little bit Saturday. My guess is they'll probably pull back, but we'll see. And then the next time you're going to see him, it's going to be on the field pregame on Sunday. And assuming that goes well, then my guess is he will practice Wednesday next week and be preparing to play. That is my sense as far as where it goes and all that. So that is, you know, that basically puts him right on track. It'll be fewer than six weeks or more than five weeks. And he'll be healthy. He'll be cleared. He'll be ready to go. That is my sense of where this is going with the Cowboys. And then it's decision time or there is no decision based on what you're, you're saying. The minute that Dak is like, I'm ready, McCarthy's like, you're starting. That's it. Cut yeah. and dry. That's yeah, it. I do not believe there's a decision. I don't think anything's, you know. Look, Cooper Rush has been awesome. Yes. Um, the Cowboys have run the ball extremely well. Their defense is really, really, really good. Really good. Um, and their offense is extremely limited with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush has done an incredible job, and if you could give an MVP to a backup quarterback, he would definitely get it. Uh, but he is a placeholder for the franchise quarterback will come in as soon as he is physically possible. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's your two cents on who decided to bring Carson Wentz to Washington? Ian? Yeah, I, I, I knew it was Ron Rivera. I mean, I'm sure the owner was involved. He's always involved, but like, you know. Like, Except he was not allowed to be. Owner... Except he was not allowed to be. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to have anything to do with it. That's the problem. You know what I mean? Ian, yeah, I mean he, he was supposed to be sat down. The league was supposed to have sat him down. So yeah, that's 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 the big issue here. But I, I didn't mean to just jump in there. But go go ahead, go ahead, continue on no, with the actual. Fine. I mean, there's you know, like you know, there's a lot of issues. I mean, I remember when I saw the picture of him and Jerry Jones on the field, and I reach out to one of his spokesmen. I'm like, oh, is 
you know, is Dan Snyder allowed back at the stadium? And the response was, he's always been allowed back. And I was like, what? And it turns out he had been in every game. He just hadn't posed for any pictures. But the whole thing is very strange. I have no idea. It's very strange. Um, so my sense on the Carson thing is Ron Rivera yes. and the football people in the building, Marty Herney, Martin Mayhew, they wanted Carson Wentz. They believed in Carson Wentz. I shouldn't say in the past tense because I, I think they still believe. But um, they wanted to trade for him. They expected big things, and they were all in on it. So, I mean, whatever Dan Snyder did or didn't do at the last minute to, like, get the trade done, like they, the football people wanted Carson. So, I guess, um, what was that outburst last night about, in your estimation, then, after the game with Ron I, I assume he's very annoyed at having to listen to Dan Snyder's stories and answer Dan Snyder's stories for the 800th time. I mean, you think about, you know, Ron Rivera is in charge of football. He's got final say, right? Yes. So, every time there is a football question, but also a non-football question, a name change question, a stadium question, a Dan Snyder question, a lawsuit question, a investigation question, who answers them? It's always Ron Rivera. So, which is fine. It's what he signed up for. It's what he's getting paid for. But I assume it's a little bit annoying, and I think that's what you got last night, which is like, can I just be the football guy for a second and enjoy this stupid win that we got on Amazon, you know? <laughs> Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. You know how it works in our business. If a head coach gets fired early on and there is somebody like, say, Sean Payton's resume sitting around on a television studio set somewhere, uh, then speculation begins and runs rampant and seats get hotter faster in the NFL to make sure another team doesn't jump out in front. There's multiple layers to this subject matter. So let's hit the first one first. With Matt Rule out, do any other coaching situations, even at this early stage of entering week six, bear monitoring in your estimation? Ian Rappaport. I do not have another one that I am monitoring. I mean, I'm monitoring all, but... I do not have another one that would be considered potentially imminent. Um, and I think in general, you know, last year there was 10. That's a lot. Um, you know, I think the one that's probably gotten the most scrutiny is Nathaniel Hackett. He's a first-year coach. If they do anything, it's not going to be midseason. Um, so uh, I, I don't sense that any is coming next. I mean, and if there is a rush for Sean Payton, you know, which I'm sure there'll be interest, but I don't know where that comes from except from the Panthers, which a lot of people think that may not exactly be likely. Well, I mean, the reason why is because the Saints have contractual control on Payton's future, correct? For till till when? Can you walk me through that process? Till, best yeah. you know. So till 2024, mm-hmm. which is you know next year. Um, and so I know, yes, they're in the same division, and I think the Saints would like to not trade Sean Payton uh, to the Carolina Panthers, but I think they also would like a good price. Um, so if the Panthers had the highest price, um, then maybe it would happen, but they would have to pay a premium. It would be like trading a, someone in your division, like, yes, you can do it, but it's going to be absolutely insanely expensive. Uh, plus... I do think it benefits the Saints to have the Panthers involved 
because it drives up the price for if anyone else gets it. And what about the notion that the first blush notion that hit the Twitterverse after rules firing is that there will be a fire sale um, and that people are going to be calling up Carolina and saying, what about McCaffrey? What about DJ Moore? And just keep on keeping trying to pick that roster clean if this team is thinking about maybe even burning it completely down to the ground. Is there any there there on that? Yeah, I don't see I don't see a fire sale. If for no other reason, then they're going to have to hire a coach. So, like, if you're a head coach and you look at the roster and you have Derek Brown and DJ Moore and Brian Burns and Christian McCaffrey, like, you're going to say, all right, cool, we need a quarterback. But a line that is pretty, really pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, it, it's – I'm not saying nothing's happening, but I don't think it's going to be a fire sale because – I think they would like to give the new coach some players. Ian Rappaport, NFL Media Group, uh, NFL Insider. A couple minutes left with him here on the cusp of week six. Uh, any sense of what the league's thinking about with Devontae Adams shoving over that member of the media on the way out the door on Monday night? Ian? Not yet. Uh, you know, usually, Rich, these things come extremely quickly. Um, it has not come extremely quickly. Uh, now, they don't play this week, so, you know, the extra time to deliberate has been interesting, uh, but no word yet on kind of which way the league intends to go. And the fact that he's been charged despite the fact that, uh, and I know you, you have the details on, on the, the charge and what it what it could mean maximally, and it, if you want, wouldn't mind uh, peppering your answer to to my question with that information as well. Ian? I'm sorry, say that again. His, his, his charge, you know what it means in terms of yes. locally and what it, what, it, what, what it holds in terms of maximum penalties. And my question right. is, is the fact that, that yeah. this was, in fact, administered by the local authorities, despite what may, people may think about ambulance chasing and things of that nature, does that factor in in your estimation of what the league's going to do? Um, I mean, it, it makes it a little more complicated. And it was interesting, too, because it was painted like it was a misdemeanor. It actually isn't. It's a city ordinance violation, um, which I don't know, but, um, you know, maybe that's what they use when people get into a fight at, like, a bar fight. I'm not really sure. I've never heard of a city ordinance violation before. Plus, I've never received one, if we're being completely honest, Um, and I don't plan to. Um, But it just makes it a little more complicated. And, yeah, I mean, I think there is a, you know, what happens to this guy situation now. this ESPN freelancer who apparently this was his first game. I mean, there's oh, it was. a lot of questions, including, like, what was he doing in the visiting tunnel right after the game when players are walking through there and media members are not supposed to be there? Like, there's a lot of questions, uh, and I'm fascinated to see what the answers are. All right. And then I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum of this subject matter is uh, the ping-pong table in Miami and its meaning, right? Like, what the hell's going on yeah. in uh, Dolphins country? with their locker. I mean, honestly, the coaches like holding it up as the, the paragon of professionalism and leadership that they're getting rid of the ping pong table. And we find out the next day, the reason why Tyree kill has replaced the ping pong table is uh, clearly um, uh, about uh, its viability of, as a ping pong table. I mean, what, what's what, is there anything here or we're just wasting our time? Ian? Oh, it's, it's a great waste of time. And I think for the dolphins, okay. no, it's all, I'm, I'm not even joking. It's awesome. The dolphins, um, have, you know, dealt with more nonsense and real hard, crazy news 
than most people deal with in offseason, including people discussing whether or not their owner would sell, tampering, uh, violations, concussion protocol, uh, all sorts of stuff. Deshaun Watson, uh, a ping-pong table is a great thing to discuss. I hope we discuss a lot of it. Um, I believe Tyreek Hill when he says he just wanted to upgrade with the Dolphins logo. Um, I myself am a great ping pong player and nice. would probably destroy any of them. Well done. Um, oh, really? Are you serious? Wow. Is, is that like a fraternity no, I'm, I'm thing? Yeah. That's fine. Really? No, I'm actually a really good ping pong player. Really? Like Forrest Gump good or what? <laughs> no, no, no. Just oh. like, you know, your local uh you know, your local party, there's a ping pong table, like take on all comers good. Oh really? How about yeah. that? I did not know that Very about you. in my ping pong game. Okay. Does it take away from your ability to focus on on winning every single Sunday when you're on game day morning, or you can you can separate the two like the Dolphins say that they can? Yeah. No. I can. I can. I'm actually. I've always been really good at compartmentalizing. <laughs> um, like Saturdays are very busy. We got flag football. Okay. Sometimes we Kids. got soccer practices. Father of the year. Um, yep. But I'm still able to, you know, grind it out and get ready for Sunday, which I think is important, you know, as the Dolphins move forward to kind of mimic that uh, that situation. Yeah, taking on Minnesota this weekend, and is the Sunday nighter in Week Seven um, Pittsburgh at Miami, where they they're thinking Tua might return. What are your what's your sense on that? With with that obviously being a very sensitive subject, Ian. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know. Got it. Um, because it's a concussion, and it is. I gave up a long time ago predicting when people will come back because it's not only is every concussion different, but every recovery is different, and there's no way of knowing. Um, That is the thought, the sense, the hope, but there's really no way of knowing. Ian, thanks for the time, brother. Be well this weekend. Uh, We're back on together Sunday morning. Look forward to that. Thank you, sir. You take care. All right. Look forward to it too, Rich. Take care, man. You're the man. That's uh, Ian Rappaport right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Okay. I decided, you know, since I already went in on the whole business of the football hitting him, I didn't bring up the Mets. Yeah. I mean, why, why would you do that? Oh, is it just to say that in 20 minutes' time, the Yankees' uh, first pitch game two happens? I know, but what's that got to do with the Mets? Nothing. No, it's just, it's just my way of turning I, to baseball. I, 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 I'm just saying. You could have done that without even thinking about them. Great chat with Ian Rappaport. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. Ian's been on uh, Monday Night Football with me as a guest frequently. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We are going to dive into what happened last night. When we come back, there Talk was a touchdown. There was a touchdown oh. <laughs> on Amazon Prime. It happened. We'll discuss that and the aftermath coming up. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. When you open a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you are opening more than just doors. You are unlocking potential, and not just the Sprinter van's potential. Your potential. They're one and the same. They're intermingled. I've been telling you about this for a while, and I might as well repeat it. It's the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail because every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road, take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken your spirit of adventure that you may have lost. You could check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they'll take you. 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, thousands of ways to customize. This Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Do not wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. I was going to talk about the Washington Commander's uh, performance last night and then what happened post-game with Ron Rivera. I'm going to do the top of the next hour because something just broke that dovetails perfectly into what I definitely plan on talking about today. So might as well get to it here. What do I mean by that? Look, I have been the tip of the NFL Network spear and proud to do it since 2003. We're coming up on our 19-year anniversary next month. Came on the air week 10 of the 2003 season. And part of my job is why they hired me. And part of my job I take very seriously is to make sure you folks who watch NFL Network get the news and information in an entertaining manner and then continue to love the sport that we collectively love. Frequently, it's very difficult to execute that game plan because well-intentioned colleagues of mine who help administer the sport Quite honestly, don't get it. Don't get it. I'm telling you this rough in the passer stuff is damaging. It is damaging. It's damaging to fans and it's damaging the viewing experience. It's damaging. Every now and then I will, you know, speak my mind about stuff that I feel is damaging that some folks who are in charge of making sure everything that is not damaging understands because again well-intentioned folks are making sure quarterbacks are not getting damaged and that's for damn good reason they're expensive Hmm. and they're in many cases the reason why you're tuning in i proffer to say many people don't even know the buffalo bills backup quarterback is correct and i proffer to say not many people know who the kansas city chiefs backup quarterback is and nobody wants to see either one of those guys on Sunday in the late window on CBS. I get it. Still Chad Henney, right? In Kansas City, yes, sir. And so the point of the matter is, 
is I understand protecting the quarterbacks are important. Nobody is saying let's continue what we're doing so we protect the quarterback less. No, I want to make sure the quarterbacks are still protected, but we as fans in our viewing experience is also protected from ridiculous penalties that we're seeing called in real time without the help of replay because everybody feels that, you know, we got this. Or in the case of the Chris Jones fumble, believe it or not, the fumble, the sack fumble recovery, pardon me, this Chris Jones, 330 pounds, let's be generous, mm-hmm. of a human being, a mountainous pro bowler, all pro human being, sacking a quarterback, taking the football away from him in the process and with his offhand making sure he doesn't put his full body weight on him. We all saw it. Carl Sheffer saw it in real time, called it roughing the passer. We have been freaking out about it since then, and rightfully so. And I said, let's make sure we celebrate the Chris Jones play and not talk about a blown call. Well, the folks who are in charge of administrating all this disagree with me, apparently. According to The Athletic, the video that was sent out from NFL officiating to all 32 clubs, Perry Fuel, former Buffalo Bill uh, coach, if I'm not mistaken, standing coach in this league with, if I'm not mistaken, a defensive um, background, says, we agreed with the call. Quote, this is to all 32 clubs showing the video of Chris Jones. The Kansas City defender executes his rush plan in his effort to sack the quarterback. He lands with his full body weight on the drive to the ground. A quarterback in the pocket in a passing posture gets full protection until he gets to defend himself. This is a properly called foul for roughing the passer. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The guy is being taken to the ground. He's not in a passing posture. The ball's been removed. He never passed. The ball was being removed by the sacker. And of course, he's going to have to land more of his body weight than he intends on top of the quarterback because he's holding the ball. He's possessing the football. And his left hand seemed to me in this photograph, he's yet to place it on the ground. I saw it. We all saw it. And I've been sitting here saying, review it so we can back up Carl Sheffers. And the backup has arrived in the form of checking the box and saying, good job, Carl, keep it up. And I say, this is so damaging, so damaging to me. And the absurdity of everything that happened this past weekend just got kicked up a notch because that roughing the passer call was the fully involved fire sparked by the call the previous day in Tampa of Grady Jarrett throwing Tom Brady to the ground in a manner that I didn't think was illegal. Jerome Boger did. And the subsequent exchange between Brady and Jarrett where it looked like Jarrett was trying to get up and there was a bit of a tangle and a tussle. Tom Brady just got fined for kicking Grady Jarrett. 11000 and change. <laughs> Come 
Jarrett gets penalized for unnecessary roughness, and after further review, they say Brady roughed Jarrett. And we as fans are supposed to put these pieces together and tune in to games on Sunday and just forget about it and not look and scrutinize every single one of those calls, these calls from here on out saying, do you understand what we think? And the answer that comes back from Perry Fuel is we don't kind of care. This is what we want called. And we as fans are all like, really? And it damages significantly, in my estimation, a viewing experience and, and, and the importance of feeling the calls being made are 1,000% competent and are, we, we want to feel that these are, are credible people. And I might be getting a call after this and, you know, saying, hey, you should have called us. We would explain it to you. And I don't know if I'd require more of an explanation because I'm also giving voice to what I do believe most fans feel. Arrowhead was ready to just revolt. So I'm giving voice to it. And it needs to be addressed. And I'm thinking one way to help is just back it up. Replay style. And I thought, oh, man, I'm walking around feeling smart. Right, that's a fix. And then I find out the league is like, nah, that Chris Jones play is illegal. Really? Because to me, it looked all pro quality by a guy who's that big. What do you want him to do? Lose 100 pounds as he's taking the ball away? <laughs> Gravity comes into play. Hour number two, Brandon Staley coming up. What do you think, guys? It's time to put the flags on the quarterbacks? No, no, no. Because this is what it seems like. No, and I know what, what Aikman said and apologized for as well. No, 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 no. There are still hard hits. I mean, and Mahomes got slung to the ground, you know, and then everyone's like, well, how is that not the same thing that happened to Brady? Brady didn't get slung to the ground the same way that Mahomes did. And Mahomes is a different body type than Brady, and you got to put it all together and understand I mean, Justin Fields got blown up last night multiple times. Hits to the quarterback are occurring. And the hits that we understand are occurring. And I'm sure the NFL officiating folks are like, well, those hits you're referring to last night, guy had his head to the side and he didn't put his full body weight down. I'm just saying Chris Jones couldn't avoid what he did because he took the ball away. And the answer is like, well, a quarterback is in a passing posture and is required to be protected until he can defend himself. Where was the pass? (laughs) (laughs) Is the pass just he's in the pocket intending to throw and then he's being taken to the ground? The whole idea that the ball being removed from him by Chris Jones as He's being sacked. Derek Carr is being sacked. It's similar to Derek Carr releasing the ball, and he can be hit illegally after he's thrown the ball, and that's the passing posture. Those are not equatable in the same way that the tuck rule wasn't equatable, that this process was part of throwing the ball, not tucking it with no longer intending to throw. It's the same thing. Hour two coming up.